Welcome to Human Connections, an oral history podcast program curated by students in the Literary Arts Department at Mississippi School of the Arts. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I hesitantly pull an unstable chair from its home beside the elevator to the tall counter of the second floor desk. A sticky note with my name on it is beside the computer, saying that this, indeed, was taking place during my off block. In front of me is the familiar face of Savannah Holmes, the face of resident life at Mississippi School of the Arts. She serves as a floor parent and a staff member for the Student Life Center. After a few minutes, we settle in and begin our discussion with a question about the chapter in Ms. Holmes' life that connected her and I, working at MSA. She shares with me what her intent and purpose is with this position, and later we chat about how she came to be one of the most essential members of our campus community. How would you define your role at MSA? Oh, so it ain't, okay. <laughs> First of all, being um, internationally recognized youth development trainer and an internationally recognized woman empowerment coach. I see my role more or less as an encourager, as a mentor, as a preparer for young people entering into the world that they're going to have to live in. I take my uh, responsibilities here seriously. Uh, and I understand I take it as a ministry for me. If I had my rathers, I probably wouldn't have even been here. But this is not my call. Uh, I think I told them when I interviewed for this particular job that I'm not working for them. I'm working for him. And so, and having said that, I see my role then as more or less as a mentor. Yes, um, a lot of the kids here um, don't have that coming from home. And being an older, I guess they would call me uh, old school, the way we was raised, the way we was brought up, uh, when we was coming up, it appears that they was rough on us. But as you grew, grade school, high school, college, you understood and you appreciated what they did back then. A lot of times we didn't understand it, but they did it for our good. The word said everything that the Lord does is for our good. So it was for our good. And they trained us in the aspect of train up a child the way he should go. And when he's old, he was not depart from that. When I'm in the presence of children or when I'm in the presence of young people or when I'm in the presence of whoever, my life and my light should be an example, positive example for whoever. The way I walk, the way I talk, the way I live, the way I give, the way I treat people, Nobody has to ask me who I am. What I do will tell you who I am. 
So I take my role here as a, like I said, mentor. And somebody just want to make a difference, even if it's just one. Yes, um, So how long have you worked here? I've been here, this is going on my eighth year. And Ho- hopefully coming up, be retirement time. Yes, ma'am. Um, also, so was there a particular reason you decided to apply for this position? That's a very good question. And the way I stumbled upon this, that I realized that it wasn't me. I came from the corporate world. This is totally out of my whatever. When it comes to salary, when it comes to the way we do things, this this is a ministry. As I said earlier, it's a ministry for me. And somebody just said that there's a, a job at, at, at this school in in Brookhaven that deals with young people. I applied. You know, I had just gotten certified by the Professional Women Network to deal with young people, so I just applied. That's how I got here. And do you see any parallels between your experience as a high school student and the experience of MSA students? Very much so. Um, High school students, we, we came up, we didn't have a lot of, we didn't see a lot of the situations that we see now here because we came up from parents and the community back there then the community raised us it take it a village to raise a child so the community raised us now you more or less see that it's not it's, it's away from that you can't even say something to some people's children even though they are wrong, and you have, your ultimate goal is to try to help them. That's the parallel, I think. Uh, it's so it's so obvious to me right now, and it's something I just saw the other day on Dad's on duty. The parents was involved with their kids. We didn't have a lot of this. After touching on Ms. Holmes' personal experience in secondary school, I come to the realization that she too has faced the infamously confusing and complicated journey of coming of age. Regardless of the generational differences, high school seniors throughout the history of school have had one thing in common, pure stress about what awaits them after graduation. The conversation veers towards her personal experience when it came to transitioning from secondary to post-secondary education and how she feels it has made her into the determined, good-willed woman she is today. She provides kind, encouraging advice to those of us who feel uncertain about our futures. Her words resonate with me so deeply that I'm sure I will always remember them. Um, How did you decide as a high schooler where you wanted to go to college? That's another good question. Uh, In high school, I was the oldest of 13, or the second oldest of 13. very ambitious. My teachers, the principals, basketball coach, people took me under their wings because my parents couldn't afford to do what all needed to be done for me. I was a um, athlete and whatever needed to be done around the school, this was posted. I was a little bit of everything. 
most of them were college, uh, all of them was college graduates, but uh, them that took me under their wings came out of the university that I chose and pretty much guided me in that direction. And that's how I got there. And can you describe the journey of how you got there from application to your registration? Oh, boy. Most folks probably wouldn't travel the journey I traveled. We had senior day. I did not go there, went to another university. I knew I didn't want to go that one. As far as applications, I did my paperwork. They accepted me without even, I didn't have money. As far as my grants and loans and things, because my parents was not able to do all of that. Uh, so it's, uh, I left home, I would go, I think I done told y'all this before. So you want it on, you want it on, you want it on film. This is what you want. Maybe, maybe. Just snip it. You gonna snip it? But anyway, I left home with ten, uh, six dollars, six dollars and sixty-five cents. And the day we would call it hobo, and I caught a ride to my university, and had to pay that person three dollars. And my key to my room was two dollars and fifty cents. And that left me a dollar and I believe 15 cents, something like that. But I was determined that I was not going to pick cotton the rest of my life. I was not going to do no hard work as far as field work and all of that. So I went up there on a prayer, a prayer with no loans, no grants, no scholarships, no nothing. And we got there, the Lord worked it out. That's how I got there. And what would you say was the most challenging part of transitioning from high school to college? For me, the most challenging part was the, you didn't have the things that other students had. You had to do without. Uh, you didn't have money. You didn't have a, a lot of the fancy clothes. You didn't have none of that. So you had to make sure that you kept and stayed focused on what it is that you was there for, and that was to get an education. That was the hardest part for me. When my friends could go out and do things and whatever, they had the money and the, the cars and this, that, and you couldn't do that. So that was the hardest part. And how would you say your college experience prepared you for your job here at MSA? Um. When you are determined to do something and you have your mind and goal focused on that, nothing should deter you from what you are here for. I experienced that there here. And even with the situation with MSA, is is a totally different ballgame for me because I came from the corporate world. 
I wasn't used to dealing with young people at that time. So what it, what it is, I had to not only do what I knew was right, but I was, I believe I told you earlier, I'm not working for me anymore. I'm being led by my father. And do you have any advice for MSA students who are anxious about their future or struggling to make a college decision? Know what you want to do, have some general idea. Even after you come up with something that you want to do, you may, you may change it two or three times. But be focused enough, committed enough to know that I want to succeed and nothing and nobody is going to stand in my way. And is there anything else you'd like to share that I wouldn't think to ask you? <laughs> I like to tell young people and really in, pe people in general, plan your work, plan your future, and then work your plan. It's going to change, but uh, you should have a plan. That you can change, change it. That you can't change, don't worry about it. Do your best. That's all I can do. As students, we often find ourselves under the impression that the authority figures around us are doing everything they can to stifle us. But as we mature, we soon realize that they almost always have our best interests at heart. I encourage you to take a moment and to consider why the adults in your life hold you to such high standards and how they, like Ms. Holmes, do it with the intention of preparing you for the life waiting for you outside of MSA, a life that she herself knows all too well. Before we go, I want to express my gratitude to Ms. Holmes for sitting down and chatting with me and for being one of the key factors in my success in school and in life. Her consistency, kindness, and sincerity never fail to amaze me, and I'm forever grateful for the work she has done and continues to do. Thank you, Ms. Holmes. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining us as we present and preserve important voices in our community. More episodes are on the way. In the meantime, follow the Literary Department on Instagram at msa.literary. We rise, we fly, we shine.